Hey, everybody. Let's talk about one of the heroes in the fight right now. Governor Ron DeSantis. We talk about that as well as the latest voter fraud news happening across the country only here on The Charlie Kirk Show. If you like this program, please consider supporting us at charliekirk.com slash support. Critical episode in store. Buckle up. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Look, there's always a rise in criminality and break-ins during the Christmas season. It's why Simply Safe Home Security is having a massive Christmas sale. 40% off any Simply Safe system and a free security camera. Recently, U.S. News and World Report called it the best home security of 2020. So whether you're traveling or staying put for Christmas, check out the 40% off free security camera deal before it ends this week. It won CNET Editor Choice for the Home Security and the Best of 2020 by Forbes and Popular Mechanics. The system has an arsenal of sensors and cameras that protect every inch of your home. You can set it up yourself in about 30 minutes. It's really easy. There are criminals on the loose. Do something to protect your family this Christmas season. Get 40% off Simply Safe plus a free security camera today by visiting simplysafe.com slash Charlie. Go today. This deal is this week only. That's simplysafe.com slash Charlie. Simplysafe.com slash Charlie. President Trump gave a extended remark uh, speech yesterday. Remarks that were prepared 46 minutes. It was uh, streamed on YouTube and mostly online. The networks wouldn't cover it. President Trump said that it was the most might have been the most important speech he's ever given. I want to play some cuts of that speech. So I don't think it has received the attention that it deserves. Let's go to cut 52. That kind of frames the beginning of the speech. Cut 52. As president, I have no higher duty than to defend the laws and the Constitution of the United States. That is why I am determined to protect our election system which is now under coordinated assault and siege. My opponent was told to stay away from the election. Don't campaign. We don't need you. We've got it. This election is done. In fact, they were acting like they already knew what the outcome was going to be. They had it covered. And perhaps they did, very sadly for our country. So now I want to go to cut 53, where the president said, if we don't root out the fraud that has taken place, you'd be amazed at how many people I talked to here in Georgia. I didn't even know the president spoke yesterday. The media has a total blackout on this. So listen carefully. Cut 53. If we don't root out the fraud, the tremendous and horrible fraud that's taken place in our 2020 election, we don't have a country anymore. So with the resolve and support of the American people, we will restore honesty and integrity to our elections, and we will restore trust in our system of government. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless America. And the president said correctly that he doesn't mind if he loses an election, but he wants to lose it fair and square. And this is the correct argument that if Biden beat President Trump fairly, then we as Trump supporters would take it. For, for example, I'm not trying to say that there wasn't voter fraud, 
But I do think that the will of the people of New York were probably not in support of Donald Trump. I think that it's probably fair to say that President Trump did not win the state of Oregon. Now, there's probably fraud and all that, but we know that the general will of the people was probably represented there. The general will of the people in Georgia was not represented. It wasn't. Instead, the general will of the people in Georgia has been fraudulently misrepresented, mostly because of cowardly politicians and fights that should have been taken head on. And instead, every little battle along the way, we surrendered. We surrendered every little fight. Eh, We're not going to fight on signature verification. I guess we'll be okay there. We'll go from 60% to 40%. Georgia's Republican will survive. Uh, We're not going to fight on all these fraudulent voter registrations. I don't want to be called a racist. We won't fight. Eventually, the 500 little fights that Stacey Abrams picked and the 300 of those 500 that Raffensperger decided just to kind of allow to be passed under the radar, all of a sudden they added up into a monumental problem for Georgia Republicans. Instead of fighting on every single front, instead of challenging every single issue, And then putting them on defense and investigating them for the fraud, which is now finally happening in Georgia, as Raffensperger has 250 active criminal investigations into voter fraud. Meanwhile, a couple weeks ago, he was saying there's no problem with our elections. Our elections are wonderful. You could totally trust our elections. And all of a sudden, there's 250 investigations into voter fraud. Wonder what happened. And the main reason this has all happened is because Raffensperger did not take the threats from Stacey Abrams seriously. He thought they wouldn't amount to very much structural changes. And now he's realizing that it was more than just a small problem. The result is Democrats potentially winning the electors of the state of Georgia. An unthinkable scenario four years ago, an unthinkable scenario four months ago. What's so unusual about the Georgia outcome? is that unlike all these other states, it was one of the few states where the polling overperformed to Biden. So President Trump overperforms Ohio polling by 12 points, overperforms North Carolina polling by four points, overperforms Florida polling by seven points, but underperforms Georgia polling by two to three points. How's that possible? Well, maybe because the polling that was done in many of these other states was based on a wishful thinking Stacey Abrams style model of absentee ballots not being ever rejected, signature verification not being enforced, more mail-in ballots than they could ever possibly process, and an absolute terrain-altering strategy that highly, that heavily benefits Democrat candidates. Let's play cut 54 of the president saying, I don't mind if I lose an election, but I want to lose it fair and square. Play cut 54. But above all, it was about fraud. This election was rigged. Everybody knows it. I don't mind if I lose an election, but I want to lose an election fair and square. What I don't want to do is have it stolen from the American people. That's what we're fighting for. And we have no choice to be doing that. We already have the proof. We already have the evidence. And it's very clear. Many people in the media and even judges so far have refused to Accept it. They know it's true. They know it's there. They know who won the election. But they refuse to say, you're right. Our country needs somebody to say, you're right. We know the fraud is there. 
What bothers us is that it was stolen. How do you react when something gets stolen from you? You want justice, especially when something as sacred as your country gets stolen from you. When none of the national trends reflect what we're being told in Georgia. When none of the political indicators show us that what we're being told happening in Georgia makes any sense. Lindsey Graham came out and said the Georgia governor needs to change the law for signature verification. We don't have months. We have days. Play cut 59. Mail-in voting, the way they're doing it throughout the country, will be the end of the Republican Party. All you need in Georgia is for one person to verify a signature. Every signature on mail-in ballots should be verified in a bipartisan way. So I'm begging the governor to call the legislature back in session, make sure that when it comes to verifying signatures on mail-in ballots, that it's done bipartisan, not a single individual uh, in a county office that may have an agenda uh, that's partisan. That's a simple fix. We know that the mail-in voting system in Georgia needs to be reformed, and we got days to fix it, not months. I love Lindsey Graham when he gets dramatic, because when he gets very dramatic, he's typically onto something, whether it be in Kavanaugh or even when he was plugging his website to try to get more donations when he goes win- wins his Senate race by 10 points. And Lindsey's good on certain issues. I don't think he's been really good on the FBI investigation stuff. However, I, I love how dramatic he can get. End of the Republican parties, we know it. Woo, okay, good opening shot, Lindsey. Got it. Actually, I agree with him completely. He's totally correct. And Lindsey Graham is starting to pick a fight with Roffensperger on the signature verification issue because now all of a sudden it's impacting his buddy David Perdue. You see, a lot of the establishment Republicans that have grown weary of President Trump talk about voter fraud, all of a sudden the establishment Republicans are taking those complaints very seriously because their friends, Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue, might become victims of voter fraud. That's why. The very same apparatus that they find to be objectionable or the very same pattern of criticism they find to be objectionable by President Trump quietly. All of a sudden now they're coming out and they're saying, oh, no, we have a lot of fixes that need to happen. We have a lot of changes that need to be implemented. Lindsey Graham's exactly right. If we don't fix the mail in balloting issue in the country and get actual signature verification like we have in Florida, it will be the end of the Republican Party. Because we'll no longer be about the will of the people. It'll be who can fill out the most amount of ballots and stuff them in a box in a 30-day period. It'll be some form of a Mad Max dash to get ballots to get the new leaders into office. We, we do a lot of criticism on this program. There's a lot of people getting stuff wrong in both political parties, both Republicans and Democrats. And we've named names, but we also need to do our part to elevate heroes, people that understand what we are living through, understand the agenda, and that are heroes. On two of the biggest issues that are facing our country right now, this governor has excelled in both. The two issues are the lockdowns and voter fraud. Those are the two biggest issues facing our country right now, no doubt. Are you going to continue to lock down our country based on a virus that has a fraction of of a mortality rate and a fraction of a fraction of mortality rate for those people under the age of 30 and under the age of 35. Are you going to continue to keep schools closed politically? Are you going to continue to cancel sports and social activities? Are you going to turn a blind eye to the rise in suicides, social anxiety, depression, alcoholism, and drug use and businesses basically disappearing left and right? That and voter fraud are the two biggest issues in the country. Republicans seem to be failing in spectacular fashion on both of these issues. 
Governor of Iowa, Kim Reynolds, she puts forth a mask mandate. Governor of North Dakota, Bergnum, puts forth a mask mandate. Governor Mike DeWine shuts down almost the entire state of Ohio. Governor Larry Hogan shuts down almost the entire state of Maryland. Governor of Massachusetts, Republican Charlie Baker, shuts down the entire state of Massachusetts. And I have long said that the lockdown issue, if it was made into a political issue, Republicans would win in a landslide. You could be empathetic while also being fair and a protector of liberty and freedom. Governor Kristi Noem skyrocketed for good reason onto the national stage for refusing to lock down her state and protecting her citizens' liberty and freedom. It's an amazing American success story. And another governor deserves tremendous amounts of praise. He's tough. He's smart. He almost didn't become governor because of voter fraud. And he's someone that took early and decisive action against widespread voter fraud, against crimes that were being committed in his own state. I want to take you back in time to the Florida 2018 Senate and gubernatorial race just two years ago. We had Andrew Gillum against Congressman Ron DeSantis, and we had then Governor Rick Scott against former Senator Bill Nelson. The race was highly contentious. It was supposed to be framed as a referendum on Donald Trump. It was supposed to be a chance and an opportunity to finally turn Florida blue, something they have desired for quite some time. Millions of dollars flooded the states. Obama canvassed the state with Gillum and with Nelson. And results started to pour into Florida, but something unusual started to happen. In Broward County, a woman by the name of Brenda Snipes refused to release the election results. Few people remember this, but we were one of the few programs and one of the few activist bases that was on top of this. There were trucks that were arriving in the middle of the night with ballots. There were vote counting centers that were shut down to observers. It took days to get accurate results and outrage ensued across the country. It was the LBJ, Lyndon Baines Johnson, Ballot Box 13 playbook that was being used in Broward County. Now, despite the manufacturing of votes and the nonsense that was happening with Brenda Snipes, a recount ensued, and Ron DeSantis and Rick Scott ended up gaining votes in the recount. Ron DeSantis actually won by more than Rick Scott did, but both ended up winning. Ron DeSantis became governor. I was at his inauguration in January of 2019, supporting Ron. Ron becomes governor of Florida, and one of the first things he demands is the resignation of Brenda Snipes in Broward County. Brenda Snipes resigns, and Ron DeSantis starts to go through the state of Florida, and county by county, he meets with county commissioners, the secretary of states, and he says, here's the way elections are going to work in Florida. You have to have your results in by 9 o'clock Eastern time, and if you don't, you got to go in front of a judge and tell him why. He was sued over this. He won the lawsuits. What happened on election night? By 9.30 Eastern, we knew who won Florida, and not just by a little bit, but by a lot, that Trump won Florida by four points. That's what happens when you have fair and free elections. Look, it's the Christmas season, and it isn't often you get to change a life, but today is your opportunity. Our friends at Prison Fellowship are already hard at work coordinating Christmas surprises for the children of prisoners through their annual Angel Tree program. It takes a lot of work to line up families, select just the right presents, and arrange for kids to receive a personalized note from their parent who is incarcerated. 
so that they're blessed at Christmas. But even though their mom and dad can't be with them, and for as little as $22, you can help share the love of Jesus Christ right here on my show. Just by phoning a gift to 888-206-2802. Angel Tree volunteers like Jeremy Hart know that every donation, large or small, is important. Children of prisoners deserve to experience the love of Christ that only you can make happen. Please make sure these precious kids are never forgotten. Just go to charliekirk.com, and the first thing you'll see is the Angel Tree banner. $22 delivers all that joy to one child. Or, for a gift of just $220, you can bless 10 children of prisoners with special Christmas presents. And a personal note from their incarcerated parent. Plus, every Angel Tree family is also given access to a free, easy-to-read copy of the Bible in English or Spanish. Once again, please go to charliekirk.com and click on that Angel Tree banner to join my campaign for Prison Fellowship's Angel Tree this year. Or phone our friendly operators at 888-206-2802. Help me bless the child of a prisoner right here in America through our friends at Prison Fellowship's Angel Tree. Just go to charliekirk.com and click on that Angel Tree banner. Governor Ron DeSantis is one of the good guys. He's a hero. In fact, he denounces mask mandates and lockdowns. Not only does he have a great track record with voter integrity, with ensuring fair and free elections in Florida, where President Trump wins convincingly, he also has a phenomenal record on the Chinese coronavirus lockdowns. Let's play tape here of Ron DeSantis Cut 60. In my view, everyone is essential. A lot of these lockdowns have been very ineffective. Uh, They have huge negative consequences. And my view is that everybody's essential. Who is government to say that your job is not essential? I think it is essential. Uh, I think some of the stuff in March and April uh, uh, didn't work. Um, I think you have to let people earn a living. And it's really not even government's role to say who, who could pick and choose. So we want everyone to have gainful employment. We want businesses to be able to operate. Everyone to have gainful employment. And we want businesses to be able to operate. And who is government to be able to say who's essential and not? Ron DeSantis is speaking truth. Now, the Democrats and the activist media cannot stand Ron DeSantis. They would much prefer what Charlie Baker or Larry Hogan or Mike DeWine would do. Just shut down the state, mandate masks, don't trust your citizens. Freedom and liberty is nothing more than an annoyance that is taught to our kids of some relic of a couple hundred years ago. We believe in safetyism. Sit down and shut up and take the vaccine. Ron DeSantis has a much more nuanced and mature view. Ron DeSantis has a view that he does not actually know what is best for you. What he does know is that protecting your natural rights given to you by God is the role of government. He does not view government as a micromanaging nanny state safety device. Now, mind you. Ron DeSantis has made these decisions. When you make these decisions, it will make you unpopular in the eyes of the activist media, but popular with the people. I am a resident of Florida. I spent a lot of time in Florida. I love Florida. When I was there, I was talking to normal, regular people, and they love Ron DeSantis. Their schools are open. 
They can go back to work. The people that aren't out of work are optimistic that as the state continues to open up, they'll find gainful employment. People are gravitating to the state of Florida in record numbers. So the people are with Ron DeSantis. The activist media and the ruling class might not be with Ron DeSantis. But that's somewhat irrelevant. In fact, it's totally and completely irrelevant. What is relevant is whether or not your governor values you as an adult. Does your government trust you? Does your governor trust you? Do your politicians trust you enough to make informed decisions? Or do they think they know what is better for you than you do? Contrast what Ron DeSantis just said with Cut 51 of Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti. Listen carefully to what he has to say. Who do you think actually thinks highly of their citizens? Ron DeSantis, who said, quote, who's to say what's essential and what isn't? Ron DeSantis says, in my view, everyone is essential. It's not government's role to pick who is essential. Listen to what Mayor Eric Garcetti has to say. Cut 51. The choices between us are stark, between health and sickness, between care and apathy, and yes, between life and death for too many of the people that we love. My message couldn't be simpler. It's time to hunker down. It's time to cancel everything. And if it isn't essential, don't do it. Don't meet up with others outside your household. Don't host a gathering. Don't attend a gathering. It's time to cancel everything. It's actually what he said. Which leader do you think actually values American values? Mayor Eric Garcetti is speaking as if he's the mayor of Paris, not the mayor of, a Los, of Los Angeles, the second largest city in the greatest country ever to exist in the history of the world. Protecting liberty is hard, no doubt. If Ron DeSantis was a coward, which he isn't, it would be easier for him to go shut everything down. You get less complaints, you get less backlash from the media, and you can say, I did everything I could, so I'm not responsible for any of the death toll. Well, guess what? You're not responsible for any of the death toll regardless, Ron, because you're going to see suicides go down. You're going to see businesses open back up. You're going to see people's lives reemerge in front of them. Mayor Eric Garcetti says it's time to cancel everything. And Mayor Eric Garcetti, in a dystopian dictator tone, acts as if the empathetic and loving thing is to mandate a shelter in place for every single person across the country. What an incredibly dangerous, immoral, false choice that he knows what is better for every single person in Los Angeles. What about the small business owner in Huntington Park? What about the small business owner in Compton, Paramount, Bellflower, Torrance? How are they supposed to process this? It's literally between life and death. He's right in one sense. It's between the life of our country and the death of our country. But he is giving false hope to people. He's encouraging every single person to act in the same fashion, as if everyone has the same epidemiological response to this virus, and we know that is not true. We know that politicians and elected leaders don't even take this seriously enough to follow their own guidelines. So what's really the agenda here? Well, we've talked about this a lot. This is all part of the Great Reset. It's an agenda to abolish private property, to destroy the backbone of America. And Ron DeSantis has, wants no part in that. Ron DeSantis says, open the country. I trust you to make good choices. Everyone is essential. If you're at risk, stay home. 
If you think the vaccine works, we'll get it to you. That's leadership. Mayor Eric Garcetti is a spokesperson and a puppet for an agenda that is almost unspeakably evil. Did you know that over 150 million people have gone back into absolute poverty in our planet? 150 million people because of lockdowns. And you might be saying, what? That doesn't make any sense. The global supply chain has been so severely interrupted because of lockdowns that people in Bangladesh, Vietnam, Southeast Asia, Africa, that are part of the global supply chain, have now gone back into third world poverty. If you were trying to deindustrialize the planet, if you were trying to bring us back into the 1800s, where we're going to get back into power and struggle and class warfare, which is where we are headed, and Ray Dalio has correctly spotted that. Ray Dalio is a multi-billionaire who says we are headed for a class struggle that is a one-in-a-century event, and he's exactly right, and the ruling class has conveniently ignored this, whether it be a revolution or a civil war, whatever it looks like, there will be a power and a class struggle. So you need to ask yourself, who do lockdowns benefit? Who actually gets richer when things get locked down? Well, Jeff Bezos is richer than he ever has been. Amazon stock is worth more than it ever has been. All the tech companies are making out like bandits, and they're having record years. I just visited a small business here in Atlanta, Georgia. I asked them, how are you guys doing? They said, we're barely surviving. I can't wait for this year to be over. Jeff Bezos is saying, I can't wait for another year like this to happen again. Amazon stock is through the roof. The corporate dominance that they have always desired is now within grasp. More people are ordering boxes to be delivered to their homes of piles of plastic from China that they do not need. Meanwhile, the local manufacturing plant, the local coffee shop, they're barely surviving. And one more round of draconian lockdowns will be the death blow to the muscular class and the backbone of our country. And that's exactly what they want. Ron DeSantis, who's a hero who stands in defiance against all of the wash, the wishes and the demands of the wealthiest corrupt elites in our country. Ron DeSantis says, you're no more essential than the local coffee shop owner. Ron DeSantis has a bottom-up, not a top-down governance model. He views people as citizens, not subjects. He views them with dignity as if they're made in the image of God. And let me tell you right here on this program, People that have courage like Ron DeSantis, those people are going to have a very good future in the new Republican Party. Now, it's not often you get a gift for yourself every Christmas, is it? So how does a free 22-carat American Gold Eagle coin sound? Not bad, huh? A free 22-carat American Gold Eagle coin in a special presentation box. But it's not that simple. To qualify, you have to take out a precious metals IRA or 401k rollover with Noble Gold. Makes a lot of sense right now to keep your savings and investments safe. Who knows what the new administration will do? And because Noble Gold has helped thousands of investors keep their retirement funds safe from Washington, they'll run you through your options with no hard sell and help you protect them from being taken. So call 877-646-5347 and get this special coin offer, but don't hang around. That's 877-646-5347. Tell them Charlie Kirk sent you. I trust Noble Gold and you should too. Again, that's Noble Gold, 877-646-5347. One of our brilliant 
listeners emailed us, freedom at charliekirk.com. Jonathan, with a phenomenal take, people are more concerned with cheating in sports than the elections. People were prosecuted and sentenced for cheating their kids into college. It's mind-boggling. Such a great point that we had the Department of Justice do a sting operation for parents that were buying college attendance and admittance to the University of Southern California, but we can't have this sort of sting operation set up to try and prevent massive voter fraud, which we know exists. What do you think the priorities are for the ruling class? Definitely not to touch our voting system, I can tell you that much. But instead, they want to set up some sort of, in the broad scheme of things, inconsequential sting that Lori Laughlin is giving a significant contribution to get their kids into college. Here's something that is just not the biggest piece of news, that people who give significantly to these universities expect something in return, especially when their kids want to go to those schools. Not exactly breaking news, not exactly something that should surprise people. But for whatever reason, that warranted a massive federal investigation, indictment, embarrassment, and millions of dollars of taxpayer expenditures. It's a great point, Jonathan. I'm going to give you a signed copy of my book, The MAGA Doctrine, for that kind of a insight and wisdom. It's terrific. You guys can always email us, freedom at charliekirk.com, freedom at charliekirk.com. I want to play some sound here of some more things that are happening in the news. I want to play Cut 56. This is a guy who just walks up to a news reporter who says, wake up, stand up. This is America. Be free. There was enough money to give every family $20,000, but instead they gave it to special interests. This isn't a state order. This is tyranny. Stand up. Dave Morris talking about what I have called for quite some time, the looming class war in our country. Play cut 56. The details on why the judge said no. Mr. is everything okay? Okay. My government leaders have abandoned me. Are you are you the owner? Four trillion dollars of stimulus money. They gave it to who? Special interest groups and campaign donors. I'm Dave Morris. I own the place. So what's going on? What's going on? You know what's going on? Tell me. You tell me. Hey, we got a government that has taken the stimulus money, they gave it to special campaign donors, they gave it to special interests, they abandoned me, and they have put me in a position where I have to fight back, okay? So do you feel that this is the right thing to do? Absolutely. I feel everybody needs to stand up. Hey, listen, there was enough money to give every family, every family in this country $20,000 to go home for two months. They chose to give it to special interests and campaign donors, the Kennedy Space Center, and they abandoned us. So you could have given me money. I'd gladly walk away for 60 days and let this virus settle down. I'm not going to do it alone. Okay. Are you going to continue to violate the state's orders and this stay open? State, state order. This isn't an order. This is a conspiracy. This is a tyranny. What do you want to tell other restaurant owners who... Wake up. Stand up. This is America. Be free. I got patriots coming out supporting me. I like this guy. Unscripted, authentic. How about the state legislators that have that same sort of backbone? Can we have state legislators that have that kind of backbone as this American patriot, just the normal guy? He had more wisdom in that minute and a half clip than I have heard from most politicians that have started Washington, D.C. over the last 20 years. He's exactly right. And we were one of the only programs and shows that had the stimulus right. We said that it's not going to majorly stimulate economic growth that it's only going to go to campaign donors, 
Kennedy Center in D.C., National Public Radio, so we get to fund conservatives getting endlessly investigated and ridiculed, paid for by your taxpayer dollars. What he is previewing is a looming class war in our country. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Email us your questions, as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. We are on top of the news. We give you the information as you need it, as you want it. You can go to charliekirk.com for all the latest updates. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. God bless. Speak to you soon.